got her on the line right now. Hello, Mary. Hello, JK. It's great to be here. Um, how are you? I'm very, very well. Look, you know, not altogether surprising she'd had various breaks from the game for illnesses and, and time out and whatnot. But, you know, it, in fact, prompted our talk topic today, those that went out on top. But, you know, once we let the dust settle on this, uh, Meg, no doubt, will be remembered as one of the titanic figures, not just in the women's game, but in Australian cricket in general. I couldn't agree more, Julian. And honestly, what a career. She has been playing for Australia for 13 years. She's played 241 games for Australia, six tests, you know, over 100 T20 internationals, and she's our best run scorer across all formats. But I think more than that, when I think about Meg, I think about a woman that has captained Australia through a period where the women's game has really transformed. And I think... She truly is a game changer and this period has truly been game changing for Australian cricket as a whole. Yeah, led them for almost a decade, didn't she? The youngest Aussie to score an international century, 104 not, at the age of 18. This was back in 2011. That is quite a period of sustained success. And like 31, I think, far out. Surely she's got a few more years. But, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of know when the time's right. You know, she needs new opportunities and, and you can't begrudge somebody that. No, I don't think so. And I think, Julian, what we're seeing is, I think we saw it with Ash Barty as well, just the recognition that you sort of don't need to play into your late 30s or your 40s to have a long and fulfilling career. Mm. I mean, when you look at Meg, she really has achieved it all, including that Commonwealth Games gold medal. I'm not retired now when you're on top and have the opportunity to play some domestic cricket and sort of see what the next adventure is. I mean, Julian, as you said, she's 31. She can do whatever she wants now. You're not wrong. Belinda Clark, award winner 2014, 15 and 17. You know, as I said, she's the best female batter I have witnessed. Um, certainly the best one-day international batter. I saw a really good stat, and, and I'll repeat it. Um, so Swamp on Twitter, who's a, a wonderful statistician, had a list of Aussie cricketers have scored 100 in a successful ODI run chase. 18 players had done it once. And then four players have done it twice. Four players have done it three times. Two players have done it four times. One player's done it five times. One player's done it seven times. Gilchrist Ponting have done it eight times. Lanning has done it ten times. Ten times. Scored 100 in a successful ODI chase. Her numbers are off the charts. They certainly are. And I suppose, Julian, even though I am a little bit selfishly sad, what has brought me so much joy today is just seeing how many people Meg Lanning has impacted and that the retirement of a, of a female cricketer is generating so much conversation. Yep. And I think it's been great to see. We also saw it with the retirement of Erin Phillips from the AFLW. She announced that a couple of weeks ago. How wonderful that these female athletes are being celebrated and their remarkable you know, careers just you know, enjoyed by everyone. Now, uh, Meg got herself a nice globe in that loss to the Sydney Sixers last night. At the moment, strikers out in top. Uh, Sydney Thunder second, haven't they? Turned it around this season. And then the Brisbane Heat. I mean, we've seen what Grace Harris has done. It. Do you think it's a race between those three for the WBBL? Yeah, I absolutely think so. And I'm glad you highlighted the Sydney Thunder. They are my team. But it has been wonderful to see sort of their regeneration this year. They've had some new players come in that have performed beautifully. 
And I think what I love so much about this WBBL is that not only do we get to see the normal talent shine through, we get to see the next generation coming through and players from overseas coming through and taking their opportunities. I absolutely love it and I'll never, ever get sick of listening to Grace Harris talk. No, she's good fun, isn't it? Oh, it still stuns me that no one picked up Jamari Adepato in the draft, considering yeah, how well absolutely. she plays in Australia. It's just Wow. Uh, that was a missed one right there. Sydney Thunder said, thank you very much. And now they're reaping the benefits. We're running out of time, Mary Kay. Of course, we did the NRLW Grand Final together. Uh, look, bit of a shock loss, wasn't it? The Gillaries went down to the Silver Ferns. I suppose it's good for, for International Rugby League. But I, I was actually really, really happy for New Zealand. And you saw in their celebrations how much it meant to them. I agree with you, Julian. And it's a tough one because I am absolutely Australian. I'm a proud Australian. When I see competition at an international level for rugby league, I get really excited. And I think what I loved the most is that almost position for position, I would say the Gillaroos were stronger than the Ferns. But to see the Ferns win off the back of an exceptional performance by players like Macy McGregor, I thought really bodes well for the future of the international game. Mm. And I think also for New Zealand, we saw some wonderful players that sort of stepped up this year in the NRLW. Anessa Biddle is a wonderful example. She had her first season for the Sharks. And I thought over the entire series was one of New Zealand's best. Uh, we do have to say that the Jillaroos did not play well. From memory, their completion rate sat at about 52%. And you really can't expect yeah, to be winning horrible. at an international level with a performance like that. But... Brilliant for the fans, and I love seeing how much it meant to them after, you know, it being the first time they've beaten Australia since 2016. Mary, out of time, sadly. Thank you so much for sparing some on the program today. Good to chat. Always good to chat. Thanks, Jill. There she is, Mary Kay from Ladies Who League. And Ladies Who League's been here, Mary, on the network here from time to time, just chatting about Meg Lanning and what an ornament to the game she has been.